Welcome to Own It. We bring together non-scientific thinking and practice on product ownership. In this episode, Carmen, Rick, and Wendy chat about their interview experience and talk about how to make Russian borscht. Enjoy. Right, the board, the beets are super. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, some dill. What's so funny? He started recording already. I'm like, how's it start natural? Started recording with some dill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Lots of black pepper you, too. You, you can edit that. <laughs> uh, he, yeah. <laughs> So the topic is making Russian borscht. <laughs> and you have to own it. Yeah. Okay. Wendy, how's it going? It's going, it's going okay. Busy? Mm, I'm busy because I'm doing a lot of uh, phone screens, phone interviews. Oh. Mm-hmm. Phone interviews. I don't like phone interviews. I know, but you got to get through the phone interview before you get get to the on-site, right? Yeah. yeah. Do they ask weird questions on the phones? Uh, no, not really. They're just recruiter questions, you know, because it's the the internal recruiter who uh, usually does the phone screen. So they ask you like, oh, why are you looking for a job? Um, yeah. You know, what's the, what's your strength and weaknesses uh, i don't think anybody really asks that anymore they kind of ask like you know tell me about what you did in your last job and like what is your management philosophy or like how do you deal with this problem or that problem things like that for the roles that you're interviewing for are they are they still technical or is it more just the soft skills uh it, it's really complicated so like they're always they always want you to be technical so there's always a huge technical aspect of the interview process um and then but then they also want a lot of soft skills so it's it's very hard to do well in the interview hmm. but but they the hr actually asks technical questions too or is that usually safe for like a, a step step two yeah, usually st- save for step two. HR usually asks like soft skill questions and then make sure that, you know, you're in- you're actually interested in, in the position because sometimes after they explain it, you you can be like, oh, I'm not interested. Um, and then you they, that after they explain it, you're like, oh, no, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've said that before. Like either, either uh, because the compensation isn't, what I want it to be, or like their their band is not at my target, or um, uh, or you know they they say something like, oh, we expect you to be coding seventy five percent of the time, and then that's not what I want. So I would just tell them, and I I would say, no, that's not what I want. It's better to not waste anybody's time, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Because when, when I go through my my usual first round interviews, usually they don't last more than like 10, 15 minutes. 
Uh, oh, really? Yeah, the with questions. With the recruiter? Are, yeah, yeah. With the recruiters or the HR people from from the company, the questions are so 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 general. At least for the for the roles I apply for, um, they try to get in deeper. But when I start to go in deeper, I feel like they're just like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna write whatever you say. And they wouldn't even know how to come back with more questions. So it's just like skin deep. And as soon as that's done, yeah, that was it. And then they'll be like, are you, are you interested? You should, I think nine out of 10 times, they usually ask me, do you want to go on to the next, <laughs> next round of interviews? Instead of like, hmm, am I qualified for next round of interviews? Uh, and it, it, I don't know, it, it's awkward. Like when you get into those situations and, you know you did well on the on the phone call, but you, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's maybe maybe HR they they are there to kind of screen out people who can't communicate properly. Uh, they want to make sure that you you have citizenship in Canada that you can actually work. Um, but that's pretty much it. They, they want to make sure that you. Um, the salary that you, you're looking for kind of matches what they are willing to pay out. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I worked with, whenever I work with recruiters, when I need to hire for my team, I, that's, that's basically what they ask. And then, and then there are some other ones where like they, sometimes it's very rare that recruiters would say no to people, I think, because they don't have enough expertise to know what to to say no. But um, sometimes, depending on how the candidate answers the questions, they do end up saying no, like, oh, this person was like super bitter about their last job and, and the job before that. And, and so I don't think, you know, it's going to be a good match. Um, I've heard that a few times before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I remember one interview that I did, this was in-person interview and they asked me why I, or why I want to leave. And I, I lost it. I, I think I, <laughs> I gave yeah. very honest answers, which I shouldn't have. Yeah. And, and as, as soon as the interview ended, I was like, oh, shit, I'm not getting that job for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day, you know. I'm going through that more often, more often than I wanted to, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, it, you just have to practice to, you have to practice uh, figuring out how to spin it in such a way that it doesn't sound like you're ranting. Have you been in, in interviews and just not trying to go off tangent here. Um, have you been through interviews where the person that's interviewing you um, almost sound like they're intentionally to be, want to be difficult? Um, they, they, don't want to sound like they are a people person and they're asking all the hard questions and you know, it's fairly open-ended. They don't want you almost, almost sound like they don't want you to, to succeed in that interview. Have, have you been through those before? Um, yeah, a few times. I, I think for me anyway, those ones are more the final round ones. And I think it's due to uh, lack of training. A lot of times, uh, especially in like an engineering role, you you get interviewed by fellow engineers, and um, some of them don't really know how to interview people. So it's it's just not like they they don't know 
they don't just they just don't know how to conduct an interview so it it seems like they want you to fail hmm. okay and how do you how do you usually deal with those situations um well i mean a lot of times it's sometimes it's a lost cause <laughs> uh sometimes it's it's kind of like you, you you have to like reverse it and you know ask really good questions um get them engaged in the interview process um and then at the end there's always a recruiter who asks you for feedback typically i've i've always talked to the recruiter like as the last person i talk to after an onsite and you can give them feedback then you could say well this this person or like this part of the interview wasn't very you know like could have gone better because of these reasons and they'll give the feedback to hopefully they'll give the feedback to the interviewer hmm. so i think out of all my interviews i say in the past um past couple of years on and off and then i think there's out of all of them there's only two that i remember where I got, I got extremely uncomfortable around the people that were asking questions, not because of the questions that they asked were, were uncomfortable, just like, you know, their, their body language, their, the way that they look at you mm-hmm. uh, and the way that they ask questions, it was just, um, I would say condescending sometimes. And I, I don't know if that was intentionally that they want to put me in that situation just to see how I would react. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, 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 hmm, I think in my last episode, I think in the last couple of episodes, we we talked about this, and I, I, I don't really appreciate people that puts me in those situations, but I kind of understand why they want to do that. But at the same time, if they were okay to treat people like that in an interview, like for that short time, can you imagine that what they could do to you <laughs> during you know an actual offering, like you actually go and work with them and you know, like those those type of relationship, I don't I don't feel comfortable in, anyways. Yeah, I mean, a really uh, uh, interview is a two way interview, right? It's not yeah. just them interviewing you; you're also interviewing the company. So, if you don't like the way that they're acting, then you you shouldn't want to work there unless you're desperate for a job. Mm-hmm. Am I desperate for a job, Carmen? I don't know. <laughs> On and off, I think. On and off. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes like, oh, just get me out of here. I can't, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I was, I listened to your podcast about uh, that video that you had to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty bad. I mean, I, I feel like you should, you should, it was the, it was your boss who did that, like who forced people to watch the video and then took video of people watching the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I, I just feel like you should take a video of your boss taking a video, people <laughs> watching the video, and then report that to somebody. Like you know, like it's it, it's definitely harassment or something, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's not okay, and there should be repercussions. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's an interesting work environment. I don't know how how it all came to be. And, you know, like the, the owners all know each other, um, their friends outside of work. Mm. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a culture thing. Um, they're, they're Italian descent and, you know, they talk like, 
they, they talk like how you will watch those um, New Yorker movies. <laughs> really, really heavy, you know, Italian accents and, um, you know, they, everyone had big balls, kind of. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so it, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's an environment that, I don't, at least I'm not, getting, I'm not used to it. Um, so there, there are times where like, Carmen, I think I can't stand it anymore. I just, I just want to get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, regardless of what ethnicity or what background they have, that's just not appropriate for 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we, we're, we're beyond that now because in considering, considering, you know, anything that, that could trigger um, ethics issues or uh, just human rights issues, like it gets published so fast. Like I, I think in the past couple of years, you know, Google gone through that a lot. I think Facebook went through that a lot as well. So, you know, big tech companies, I think big or small, like eventually if, if the news get out, you know, <laughs> you're pretty much done. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you can also, you can write an anonymous review on Glassdoor saying exactly what happened. And, you know, that that's a thing that you could do. Yeah. And, it, you know, it can't be verified, but it's still something that you could do. Hmm. What are you drinking? I am drinking a uh, Samuel Smith organic chocolate stout. <laughs> that sounds really good actually how does it taste it's it's pretty good it's like a little sweet and it's like a dark beer mm. are you still into hoppy beer but i don't i never liked hoppy beer no no hmm. it always strikes me as a person who only enjoy hoppy beer oh no no i like whiskey um but i haven't drank it in a really long time hmm Mm. Oh wait, that's not true. I drank it on Thursday. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Does your work allow alcohol? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a a beer full of fridge. A fu- a, fu- a fridge a full beer of beer. Full oh my gosh! <laughs> I only had two sips of beer. A, a, a fridge full of beer. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. What are you guys drinking? Nothing. What? I had a I had a peach nectar. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I feel like you know those um those sliced peaches that you get from uh from a can. Yeah. I felt like they just got those peaches out and then they just grind them into like pulp. Uh huh. And that's what it that's what it tastes like. Not it doesn't taste too bad. It's very dense. <laughs> it's very dense. I think it was meant for like oh, mixed you know, drinks. You know, in like Indian restaurants, what are those? Oh, mango lassi? Yeah. Oh, so good. I think if you add some ice and blend it, it would taste exactly like that. So yogurt, ice. No, you just add that condensed thing that you just drank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll taste pretty good. Mm. Yeah. So how was your uh, interview? Did My interview? Yeah. Um, it felt like a full day. Yeah, it was from 11 to 4, and, you know, they, they uh, got me lunch and stuff. But um, so it was uh, it was two parts. It was there were um, so each section, each session is like an, an hour long. And I met with four people 
mm-hmm. um, and then an hour lunch. So the first one was like a technical phone, uh, a technical screen where like they would, they had another computer for you and you would have to like implement something um, and they would watch you do it. Uh, Four people? <laughs> Is this one of those uh, pair programming? Yeah interviews oh okay yeah well they call it pair programming but it's not really pair programming because they're just watching you yeah (laughs) um but that's that's fine and like the it, it depends on it depends on the interviewer but when when i do it like when i'm interviewing people i try to make sure that they understand the the candidate understands that it's okay to like look things up on the internet because that's what you do every day Mm. and it's okay to ask questions and for me, it's like for me to gauge how well this person takes my suggestions or like understand if they know how to code, know how, like know their thought process, that kind of thing. Um, so that's how I evaluate people in the, in the coding exercise. But um, so anyways, this was, uh, I, I did a coding exercise, it went fine. And then the next person uh, was another engineer so each session is one person. The next person was an, another engineer and we did an architectural design session, which was like on a whiteboard. So they'll give you like a problem. They'll be like, oh, in, in, how would you design Instagram? And then you would have to like either, you would ask, okay, what do you want the front end, the back end? And then like you would then just start drawing diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the actual question that they posed? Uh, no, the question... It, theirs was um, implement uh, or design a, a music player like like Spotify. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and this one, I think the interviewer didn't do a very good job, in my opinion, because I don't think I provided very well thought out answers. And his question was very vague. And I tried to get him to clarify it a little bit more because like he didn't design like he didn't have anything he's just like imagine a music player and he doesn't he didn't give me any features or anything so like it was like too broad for me to you know properly design an architect like an architectural diagram or anything like that Mm -hmm. um but anyway that that also went really well um i think only because he didn't know what he was asking so you could answer in any way you want and it would be okay. <laughs> so he probably like, you know, there, there's some people behind the scene that give him the question and like, this is the question that you're going to ask her and let's see how she performs. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, exactly. Ideally, like everybody should have the same rubric. Like they should all know, okay, if she answers the question in this way or if she answers uh, or or if she starts designing it this way, then like she's passing, right? But uh, and then and then you probably have people shadow the interviewer so that everybody is kind of on the same page in terms of how a candidate is evaluated. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I th- I feel like that person didn't really have a lot of training and was not prepared. Um, and then after that was the lunch, which was not really part of the interview process. It was just like to to chat with uh, people who aren't in your interview panel, who like just so you know, you kind of get to know them and the cultural fit. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not them evaluating you. It's more like you evaluating them. 
to see if you want to work there, to see what it's like to work there, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and then after that, it was a meeting with the CTO because it was like a, a startup. So like it's pretty flat hierarchy. Mm. Um, he asked me about my background and uh, and like my managerial um, style and things like that. Uh, and then I did, I wasn't able to answer his questions very well because I was really tired by then. <laughs> I can imagine like the full day, you just have to think, 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 think. And then, yeah, I was already like the first half of the day. I wasn't, I was already like, not, I had a headache already and I didn't like, I, I knew I wasn't going to do well, but whatever. Um, so I went like, I, I went on tangents when I answered his question and like I forgot his question in the middle of my answer. I didn't bring a notebook so I didn't write anything down. Um, so I knew I did poorly. And then and then after that it was a director of engineering that interviewed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked very similar questions uh, oh, which God. I also which I also screwed up. So um, so then the the recruiter called me like yes no not yesterday like thursday maybe mm-hmm. and told me that um you know i i didn't get the job but he gave me decent feedback i think mm-hmm. yeah but, but it wasn't anything that i didn't know already mm-hmm. yeah i felt like we went i felt like we went to the same interview <laughs> my slightly shorter um do you mind if i ask you like during that lunch interview part uh, portion mm-hmm. were you eating and talking at the same time oh god i hate that it was salad so <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't get to choose what to eat because it was it, like somebody had ordered delivery and so it was like a kale salad and like i had had kale in my teeth oh it was terrible luckily it was all chopped up so i wasn't like stuffing giant leaves into my mouth <laughs> It's hard. My jaw gets tired too. <laughs> yeah. So for my interview two weeks ago, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, yeah, I had a what did I have? I had a wrap. Um, oh, that sounds difficult to eat too. I I, I remember just holding onto the wrap as I as I talk, and then the uh, the sauce was dripping all over my hand, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I made a mess. <laughs> on the table. Uh, <laughs> um, you got <laughs> Oh, man. It was really hilarious. awkward. And I can't really buy into it. Because like, every time I try to buy, they ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a conversation. They, when they're talking, you can eat. <laughs> but the thing is that they, they, want to, they want to know me more than I want to know them. Um, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, one of those days. And, and, you know, it, it, it was also really long interviews. It wasn't as long as yours. It was only like two and a half hours. Um, but, you know, it, it, I felt like it, the entire process, they genuinely want to know me and they spend a lot of time asking questions, even to like the very last moment, like, oh, are you interviewing anywhere else? Like, um, you know, are, are the, how, how are we stacking against the other ones? And then... I'm like, okay, if you're asking me these questions, that means you're interested in hiring me. So I, I kind of walked away, you know, kind of happy, kind of like, you know, I think I did well. 
Mm. And then the guy, the guy met, uh, messaged me first thing in the morning. He's like, oh, sorry, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go forward with you. I'm like, okay, that's awkward. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it just like, you know, it, the signal is like all off and then, you know, trying to piece things together. They, they also gave me some, some feedback as well, which I really, really, really liked. Um, the feedback that you got, um, what did you think? Were they, were they helpful? Um, it wasn't helpful because I already knew that I didn't do well. Uh, and I knew exactly where I didn't do well. So what they said to me was exactly what I thought. So mm-hmm. it wasn't helpful in that sense. But if I didn't know, it would have been helpful. Because um, I've had in my past experience where they're like, oh, we don't give feedback. And that's also like a standard thing that some companies do. They It's just their policy to not give feedback because it just opens up a can of worms where like some candidates will argue with you uh, based on your feedback. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I have a question for you too. I've never had interview where I, where I get to talk to the CTO or any anyone higher up than a maybe just director. How difficult or like how different it is compared to I don't know um, your direct manager interviewing you? Uh, I could go first. I mean, I don't think it's that different. They're like the CTO in my experience when I have talked to them is only two levels above me. And then at one time he became one level above me. He was my direct boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's cause they're small, small ish companies. So it's, and so it, they're just people. I don't know. There's no, nothing so, special so you didn't about feel them. Any, any like more stress compared to other people, like because of the title. No, you no not at all. No, less stress probably. Mm, I, I actually find executives easier to talk to. Yeah. Um, you know, CEOs, CTOs, they are in nature, they are more outgoing, mm-hmm. right? They, they kind of, they are the face of the company. So they, if they, if they interview you and then they put on a shitty face to interview you, I don't think they will do that. But the, the people that I tend to be, uh, get more pushed back from are the VPs. Mm. Um, I don't know why VPs are so difficult to work with. Uh, even internally today, like the VPs that I, that I work with, they are not easy people to work with. They are personality, they are challenges. They are just generally more difficult. Um, they don't make things easy for sure. Mm. Because just by talking to like my previous company, the VP of the, the finance or, the, you know, someone that is, you know, two level higher than me, they, they are easy to talk to, but they're also very hard to get close to as, as like, I don't know, like just the feeling you always, they I always feel like there's a, relationship yeah, with you. there's, there's a relationship gap. I don't know. Maybe it's mm. just me. I think for for a lot of VPs because they are they are because if you look at the structure right like it doesn't matter how flat the organization is if they are VP in in involved 
they tend to be the one that are the advisors to the executives. Um, so they, they help drive and push the direction for the company. And I think as, as a result of that, they, they, can, they tend to be more uh, decisive. They tend to be very, um, well, I'm not sure what the word is. Like they, once they make this, they, this decided on their decisions, they, they don't change. Right. Once, um, and then they will, they'll stand on their ground, even though they're completely wrong. Um, well, a lot of VPs, that's my experience. And I think that the it's reason. also very secretive. <laughs> politics, anyway. politics, I yeah. think. Maybe there's more politics. A, a lot of workplace has that too, right? So it's kind of hard to get, a, get around that or, or avoid it. Um, question for Wendy. Um, how's, how's the job market now um, from, from your perspective in, in the roles that you're looking for? Uh, it's pretty, pretty hot, I think. Um, I had three phone screens yesterday. Uh, and so I, I use these two services. One's called Hired and one is called Fettery. Um, I think they're available in Canada because I've gotten interview requests uh, for, through there for Canada. Um, and yeah, I, th I think it's like, it's super hot right now. It's definitely you, the candidate gets to be the, you know, the picky one. Mm -hmm. And when you say it's hot, uh, you just mean that, do you mean that there is a lot of uh, placements or openings that you can actively apply to and they will get back to you pretty quickly? Uh, yeah, so with, yeah, yes, but with Hired and Vettery, they reach out to you and you oh. decide whether or not you want to proceed. So do you set up a, a profile with your resume and yeah. things that you're looking for? And Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. So do you, do you still use LinkedIn? I do, yeah. But I don't, uh, but I very rarely respond to recruiters from there. Hmm. Why is that? Because um, most of the time they don't read my profile. Um, so if if I feel like they're not doing their job, then I'm not going to respond, especially if the job isn't interesting to me. So I just ignore them. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still... So I, I use two apps. LinkedIn is one of them. And the other one's Indeed. Um, oh, okay. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Um, to be honest, I, I, I've actually gotten a lot of requests from there. Um, and the recruiters that generally reach out to me, I, I think for the product owner, product manager roles, there, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of that in, in Toronto. Even if they are, um, it's hard to to place you into their industry just because a lot of knowledge is not transferable. So say you work in the banking industry as a product owner, and then you apply to a job in the health industry, the, the knowledge are not similar at all. Like there's no, there's no overlaps. So if you, if you are switching industry, you're learning from scratch again. Mm -hmm. um, so when the, when the recruiter reach out, uh, I would say nine out of 10 times, they, they've actually read through my, my profile and they, they <laughs> sometimes I feel like they know me better than I know my own profile, um, which, which was good in, in some senses. Um, and I've gotten pretty good 
uh, I would say rates of applying that I actually got through to, you know, several rounds of interviews with, with different companies. Uh, so that was good with Indeed. Um, Why did you choose Indeed? I, the reason I went there was there was actually more job posting there than, than LinkedIn. I think for the fact that one is cheaper than, than LinkedIn and two, uh, I think they have a greater reach for, for people that are just generally looking for, for jobs. Um, and they have. But doesn't mean there's more people applying. You're competing, competing with more people. Um, possibly, I I wouldn't know because LinkedIn doesn't really provide those stats to you. With LinkedIn, if you have the premium membership, they give you some stats, so you kind of know how many people are applying to the jobs that you're you're looking at. Um, but the 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 challenging part is both of these apps don't have heavy integration with. Uh, some of the company, the services that they use to, to house their job postings. So for ones that are, you have to apply directly on the company websites, you won't know who you're competing with. Those are the ones that are generally harder to get in. Yeah, yeah you should, um, I'll, I'll send you some uh, referral links to Vettery and Hired because uh, you get like a, you get a recruiting fee, we get a recruiting bonus if you get a job through them and you don't have to be actively looking for jobs, the jobs will come to you. Mm, okay. It's called Hired. Hired, Hired. Google, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Vettery got bought out recently for like a hundred million dollars or some oh. ridiculous number. Well, I think I'm thinking of something else. Um, okay. And these are not these are not um, specialized in like tech industry or developers in that sense. Right? It's open to everything. It's not open to everything, but there are product management and product owner roles that I've seen there. I see. Cool. Thanks for the suggestions. Yeah, it's definitely better than Indeed. A hundred percent, no <laughs> doubt. Indeed sucks. You should turn that off right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My previous company they post job posting on Craigslist. <laughs> I actually got a really good hire from Craigslist. That's funny. He's like from an agency world and he was just randomly looking for things to buy on Craigslist and then he saw this posting and then he applied and then he got the job. Nice. That was really random. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll take a look at it. Um, looks like there's a lot of uh, postings too. Uh, we're just kind of we're just skimming through the site right now. Um, so Wendy, are you are you desperately wanting to move on, or are you just kind of casually looking at the moment? Um, I don't know. I, it it's like you. I think it's on and off. Um, I think. When I'm not at work, I am not desperate uh, because I can think about it rationally. Like, oh, I get to kind of not really do anything and earn a really great salary. Um, my work-life balance is really good and all that stuff. Uh, and like the company is, you know, it is taking off. Like it's going to be very successful soon. 
Um, so then I think, oh, maybe I could, I should stay because the opportunities will be available to me uh, soon, maybe. Um, but then when I'm at work, I'm like, oh my God, this is like some terrible code that I don't want to be working in. Why am I working in code 100% of my time? You know, why, why are like the things that I like to do in my job not available for me to do? And then I get really frustrated. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I'm, am I going through the same thing? Yeah, I think on, on weekends, I, I generally feel better. Or if there's a long weekend, um, I, tend, I, I try to stop thinking about work. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at work every day, you just, you just get that overwhelming feeling of like, why am I here? Like, mm -hmm. One, they don't appreciate me. I certainly don't appreciate them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of internal conflicts in your head where you know, I just want to get out. Um, are you opening to come back to Canada to work? Uh, yeah, I actually, one of the three phone screens that I had yesterday was with, uh, Thomson Reuters, which is, uh, apparently not just a news company. Um, <laughs> but, um, they have like a huge, I guess, consulting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I think they just opened two years ago a huge digital center in Toronto, and um, they were looking for uh, managers, and they pay a lot of money, mm -hmm. according according to the the job posting and like my discuss my conversation with a the recruiter. They pay a lot of money, mm -hmm. so so yes, I will consider for the right price i guess <laughs> will you will you consider okay so you you definitely are okay to come back to toronto to work are you open to become a contractor no because um if i were a contractor i feel like i would need to be doing a lot more coding and not a lot of collaborating and i do enjoy the collaboration part of my job yeah i think a, a lot of a lot of um developers who who stays as a contractor um I, maybe the ones that i've spoken to they they love working by themselves they, they just don't enjoy the people people aspect of the work um just yeah. because they they want to just you know put on their headphone heads down and just code um, yeah for those i think for those type of people i can it works well as a contractor um but even consulting, yeah. Maybe. But even in the consulting field, a lot of project managers uh, or technical managers they are they are contractor, and I I think they get paid really well too. Like if you if you are willing to op to open up to that, um, and this is from not from me. This is more from from people that I've spoken to for the last little while who, you know, people had gone through contracting versus full time, and people have came from contracting into full-time have always wanted to go back to contracting um from what i've heard and this is just more of sharing from my side uh i think taxes i think in canada um you generally pay around 25 to 30 percent taxes annually 
uh, and as a contractor, you pay in between nine to thirteen percent, depending on how much you make. Um, oh, is it because you can write off a lot of things? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then I think for because of that, you you also have. Uh, I think the thing the downside to that is that there's no benefits, right? There's no employee yeah. benefits. There's no EI. There is no. Uh, I think foremost vacation days. So without any of this, but I think. If you compare thirteen percent to thirty percent, that you're there's a good eighteen percent in there that you can you can kind of wiggle around and work with your your own numbers, right? Like you can you know buffer time for your own vacations, and that money you can just spend on vacation yourself. Um, oh, so I think yeah. it all works out. It all works yeah, out. yeah, for sure. Like I know I know contractors who work only three months out of the year, and they make more than I do, and it's you know, but but the thing is like you can do that when there's the job market is is hot but then if there are no jobs available then you have nothing at least with full-time job you you get you know it's pretty stable and if it is even if you get laid off you still get severance and you get ei yeah um, yeah i don't know to i you know me i don't like taking risks <laughs> <laughs> well you you move to new york that's a pretty big risk <laughs> Is it? I, everybody says that. I don't. I don't see that. It's just like, I I got the job before I moved. It's not like I moved and then I got a job. You know, it's very it's very safe. No, I I think you you definitely played it uh, safe, um, but I think the the opportunity were definitely there for you, right? And you took it. So yeah. I, but the risky part is you you moved there by yourself, um, and you know. That, that entire experience is, you know, without that risk, you don't think you have gone the, the the experience that you had today. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd probably still be like at the same job or something. Are <laughs> <laughs> so young? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last time, the episode that didn't get recorded, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I can stand Carmen working at three a.m. in the morning doing deployments. <laughs> oh. I didn't have to do that, so <laughs> maybe maybe time have changed, right? Like the safety yeah. guys are still working there. There's got to be like automation for for deployment now, and you know the, everything is hands off. You don't have to worry about it. And maybe by now you guys are not developers anymore, right? That was like what ten years ago, more than ten years. Ago. Yeah. So how many music experience do we have? So many. So 14. on on interview, do you do you say? You know, I had 15 years mm -hmm. of experience. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. I say I have, 15 I have 15 years of experience and uh, I would say around five or six of those are in a leadership position. How about you, Rick? Uh, I said 10 years and give or take all 10 years have leadership experience. Um, but that's, that's all bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you have to sound like it's not bullshit. You have to feel more confident. No, no, of course. Ten years experience. <laughs> the things that people don't ask you those type of questions in interviews, right? Like they don't like how many years of how many years of experience do you have? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. They don't ask that those type of questions. Like, as soon as they start putting like scenarios or situational questions in front of you, they know how many years of experience you have, right? Um, but those are also the questions I I have. A lot of difficulty ask, uh, answering as well, because every time they're like, "Oh, what happened uh, if you have a 
a difficult individual on your team, or how would you deal with that person? I'm like, that question is so vague. Like, it depends. God damn it. <laughs> it always depends on the situation. Like, what's wrong with this person? Like, is he having a mental breakdown because you guys caused him? Uh, <laughs> or, you know, like, is, are you guys not feeding him during lunchtime? Is that why he's like freaking out? Okay, let, let's see how Wendy would answer that question. Uh, I think the first thing I would say is it depends on the situation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I would say, I know what you're trying to ask. Uh, and that is like to, to see if I know how to deal with a difficult employee who, you know, is not performing well. And then I would answer the question based on that. Hmm. Okay. You just like, I, I, I've, tend, I've gotten used to just pointing out when things are vague in an interview and just saying, I'm just going to assume it's this because that's what people typically ask. And I just say that. <laughs> do you remember any, oh, I'm talking, asking, right. Do you have, do you have any questions in the interview? Maybe we can just ask Wendy and then, you know, do this type of <laughs> <laughs> mock interview. Yeah. Mock, mock interview. Maybe <laughs> no, but I just based on how Wendy answers your question, you know, I feel like, it's always situational, right? Like it all depends on mm -hmm. what actually happened. The worst part about those type of questions is it's so open-ended and they're not willing to go into more details. Um, I always, I always want to ask them, Hey, is, is there someone on your team that's having issues? Is that why you're asking me about this, this question in the interview? Um, but you can't ask that, right? Cause you know, every team, every people you work with is, is different to some people may not even be problems, right? But to certain people, it may be problems. So yeah, I think just, they just want to see how you think, how you deal with people in different situations. Mm -hmm. But um, for those type of questions, I'm, I always think back in the past 10 years, like were they difficult people on my team? So did you give examples? I did, I did give examples. Did you give examples, Wendy? Mm-hmm, yeah. But I don't have a lot of difficult people on my team. Because I feel like I'm always the difficult one. <laughs> so, no, I, not, not a lot of examples I can actually provide. You can um, just make them up. It's not like they can verify it. Yeah, but it wouldn't sound believable. <laughs> you just keep practicing eventually. It'll sound believable. Yeah. You have some imaginary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have an imaginary friend on my team who, <laughs> who doesn't show up to work four out of five days. Um, there, well, there was one question that they asked, which I, I also have difficulty answering as well, is um, how do you get your stakeholders to give consensus? So let's say you have, you have this brilliant idea about a feature. Um, you know, internally, within your own team, everybody bought it and they liked it because they, they work with you. Uh, so, they know, so they know how your brain works. Uh, but once you step outside of that team, you need to convey your idea to you know, senior VPs, the different VPs, different departments. Um, how would you answer that question? Um, well, that that's like a product manager question, but um, I would probably say something like, uh, you know, you would you would pre prepare well for this for your pitch to the stakeholders, right? You like. You prepare by um, telling them what the current problem is and and what you're what kind of problem you're trying to fix and uh, and then you provide them with data with stats to say 
oh, we see that the drop-off rate for, you know, this thing is here, and so we're going to try to fix it by doing this, and here is how we're going to try to fix it, and here is how we're going to measure how we're going to be successful. And in, in this amount of time, we're going to be able to see whether or not, you know, what we're doing is helping the situation. Hmm. That's what I would say. But I'm not a product manager. That's actually how I answered it as well. <laughs> oh, maybe I could be a product manager. I mean, I do want to be a product manager, but nobody wants to hire me. Hmm. I, I, funny thing you say that because there is there's a person that I work with at work. Um, he's in the senior architectural role. Uh, I mean, the person he's no longer with with the company right now, but when he was there, he exhibits. Um, he has very strong technical background. Um, obviously, because he's an architect, and um, but he also has a very good business acumen in terms of how the, in, the industry works, how it how it impacts our company and our competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like those people have great potentials for uh, product manager roles. So I think what you are doing right now sets you up perfectly for for product management because you you, you, you yeah. live and breathe it right every day. <laughs> I do, but. I, it, you know, at when you, I guess you have to find the opportunity if it's available to you and, you know, it's not been available to me. Like I, if I were to apply to be a product manager at a new company, I would not be qualified, right? Because I don't have any product management experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I kind of do, but I think more it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not enough. But for a lot of people, a lot of companies that I've looked at so far, they all want technical product managers, right? Be able to speak tech for with your team, but also yeah. be able to translate what you do technically into someone that doesn't really speak tech so that they understand. Uh, that sounds just more like an engineering manager role to me, which is what I am. But, but it's not too different, right? Like I think uh, there are a lot of roles that are synonymous to product management or product managers. And it, it really is just, you know, you stop coding and you, only, you only focus more on, on the business side, right? Gather requirements, think of different scenarios, uh, cover all your bases and get your team to build stuff for you. So you trust them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of on the other side of the fence for you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's what's coming up next? More interviews? Any uh, any leads that may potentially solidify soon? Um, I think not really. I have the the three phone screens that I had last week. One of them got back to me already, and they set up another phone screen with the hiring manager. Uh, who is the person who would be my boss, I think. Um, and then the, if that works, ends up, you know, working out well, then I'll move on to an onsite. Um, the other one I'm not too interested in. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes, but they sound like they want to talk to me again. Um, and then the one in Canada, they said that they're based on the recruiter said, based on what I told her I was interested in, they didn't have a role for me specifically, but they would want to talk to uh, the director of engineering to see if, 
you know, there's a role that they can, that, that might be available for me. So basically the, the role that I was interviewing for, was not a good fit, but she wants to see if there are any other roles that she might not know of that might be a good fit. Mm, okay. Yeah. That might be a perfect opportunity for you to jump into product management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I spoke, I think that one in that interview, I spoke really well, uh, about, you know, what I do and my philosophy on things. So I think that works. It's, it's very helpful to be working from home and taking phone screens. <laughs> Wait, you work from home every day? No, 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 no. Uh, I worked from home yesterday because uh, I knew I had three phone screens. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I have done phone calls at work. <laughs> that bad, eh? I, I would actually book a meeting room to myself, like a small one, and then I'll be in there for like half an hour. Yeah, I, I used to do that too. I used to have to do uh, phone, uh, like coding exercises, um, you know, as part of the phone screen. So I would book a conference room and it like, it would always be really nerve wracking because um, people would be like, what are you doing in there by yourself? And also the, the conference rooms aren't very soundproof. So like if you listen <laughs> carefully, you can hear what the person next door is saying. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was doing a lot. Of, like I was conducting a lot of interviews during that time, so I could have just said, "Oh, I was interviewing someone." Yeah. Hmm. I think most people can tell when, like, they have a feeling that you're gonna leave, or like, "Oh, you're you're sick again." <laughs> like, like how many doctor appointments? Are yeah, you how many doctor need? appointments do you want? Well, last week was about my heart. This week was about my liver. <laughs> so, so interesting thing that Carmen, you you brought it up because so at work, and I heard this through different people as well. So I, I sit in front. So my seat in the office. I don't. I don't have my own office. I sit in front of a a a row of of offices. Uh, each of these offices are occupied by a VP or something. And so the one that sits directly in front of me, there are two people, a VP of operation and our general counsel. Um, and both of, one of them, the other one doesn't, the, the general counsel didn't never mention anything, but the VP of operation whom I never talked to um, actually raised to the, to the, all the executives that they think that Rick is uh, a flight risk. And then I, I, heard, I heard that from, I heard that from, the leading the PMO. And so I, I thought about it and I was like, how would he know? Cause I, I'm always at work. I, I never, I don't think I've only taken sick day once this year. Uh, you know, I, I was genuinely sick that day. It wasn't like I was going out for interview or anything, but for, for someone that I, I never work with, someone that I never actually talked to, to have him say that Rick may be a flight risk gets me really suspicious like well, how how like where did this come from it's it's a very odd feeling mm, i don't know sometimes i i see like uh, there are people i don't work with that i don't really talk to that where i'm like oh yeah that person's gonna leave <laughs> maybe just the um, the body language yeah. the way that you to talk to people at work yeah possibly 
All right. Um, Carmen, how's it going? Carmen. Yeah. How's it going, Carmen? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Are you happy at work? I, th I think I'm happy. Like, I don't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> but I'm still working and still getting paid. Um, things are moving still slow, but not... Uh, try to speed up things a little. Like, talk to my manager and he's like, yeah speed things up a little bit and before he wait, he keep cancel canceling all the meetings about design but now he's back on track so i feel a little bit better that the project's not dead um other than that last last week you mentioned something about um you were not happy with your boss so you wrote an email to him yeah, yeah. What, what happened there um, um no i'm not, not not happy about him not happy about the meeting that i was driving so there was two meeting he he's supposed to drive the meeting but he's like okay carmen this two time this week you you want to you know i'll give you the the this the what do you call those the reins yeah and then you, you go on and drive the meeting so i don't think i did a good job uh handling those two meetings because the product people, the product team, uh, I don't have a good understanding of how to communicate with them. Yeah, like they're very visual. Um, people from a sales background, I guess, like they, I need to understand their different use cases. So I have like a chart that breaks down what I'm looking for, but apparently that's not the way that they, they, they don't know how to answer questions like that. <laughs> they need to answer questions by looking at big screens and walk them through. And then you mean they cannot visualize, they, they can't, they, they cannot take any abstract ideas basically. So, um, yeah. So I talked to my manager, I wrote an email to him telling him that I'm, uh, I think I am not meeting the the expectation. I didn't say his expectation or my expectation, but I'm just saying like general expectation, general expectation uh, wasn't there. And he's okay with it. Like he replied my email saying, "Oh, no worries. We'll chat. We'll chat next week." But I think I think he forgot about it. <laughs> I don't think he followed up. Now, now you reminded me. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he really cares that I'm on his team or not. To be honest. It's like, there's this one person, she's a boomerang coming back. So I'm just going to, you know, let her be maybe. Well, you are in the Markham office more than the Toronto office. Yeah. And I don't know how the team, um, looks at, me from a, a team player perspective because they didn't get involved in the full interview process like you guys did right you have panel after panels the team actually mm -hmm. go through it and interview you mm -hmm. so i only had two gates instead of like the full-on whole designer panel so i'm sure some of the designer doesn't really 
doesn't really want me there, maybe. Because I never chat before the hire, but I don't I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think it matters. And I think uh you know you, you could try to bring it up with your boss in your next one on one about how you think you didn't perform well in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you open a window all of a sudden? What was that? No, he put it on mute because he was I was coughing. coughing. <laughs> oh. Open the window. Yeah, yeah so it, somehow it's it was louder when uh there's like a lot of noise when when he put uh, it on you. Oh, okay, because we're on mute, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at work I'm trying to create a plugin, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just what fi plugin? finding things work for myself. <laughs> you you're giving us like tidbits of information and like plugin plugin give Adobe, us more info. Adobe XD plugin to help speed up my design work. Wow, that's fancy. You're create you're creating a plugin? Yeah, yeah. I was looking into how to create a plugin so I can just use like two shortcut keys to complete all these tedious tasks. Ooh, but cool. <laughs> but, I, but I haven't started. Oh. I was going to work on it this weekend, but I had no time. <laughs> How's your side project? Oh, I forgot about it until you just asked me. <laughs> Wait, this is the 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 film. Yeah, she did she did some uh, prototype. Oh, well, some some wireframe. Yeah, it was de it's definitely not just wireframe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should get back to it. I yeah. I was reading the comments and I, I was trying to like click click into all the comments. Mm -hmm. I haven't learned how to use that program yet. Oh, really? That's yeah, you, you, I think I made you like a collaborator or something. So you should be able to comment and edit anything. So the, the, the program we're talking about is Figma. It's really, yes. really hot these days. Yes. Is it because when you design it, you can directly get the React code kind of? Uh, I don't think so. I think you can get the CSS. I'm not sure if you can get the React, but... I think what's good about it is that there's version control mm -hmm. and it's like Google Docs. You can like all work in the same document at once or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because the tool that we're using, the Adobe XD is just not, not good at all for collaborative design work. Mm. Yeah. The how, how so? The versioning, oh my god. Like every time I work on something, I have to pass on to him, rename it so we know. <laughs> so so like my, a lot of files passing back and forth. So my workplace, we use XD as well. Yeah. Um, the reason that they're using XD is not because they don't like Envision. Mm -hmm. It's because XD is free. It's part of the, the Creative Cloud license. But you still have to pay the, the cloud. Yeah, but it's one, one license for all the creative Adobe apps, right? Okay. And you don't have, they don't have to pay an extra annual license for the Envision app. Um, that's why they went to it. And then when they went to it, I was like, it's so hard to use. And <laughs> it's, it's so limiting in terms of prototyping. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you try to comment, it, I don't feel like it's working properly. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely bugs. I found one bug. I can, I can uh, replicate the bug. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> I feel like XD was an afterthought from, from Adobe. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, Envision has this, so we got to have something too. 
just trying to catch up with sketch and vision. I yeah. think. But Fakema yeah. is so many people talking about it, and I don't know. Is it a new thing? No, it's not new. It's been out for a while, isn't it, Wendy? Uh, I don't know. I just learned about it recently. Mm. Um, in my last job, we used InVision for everything. We don't. We didn't have Photoshop. Um, I don't know what we use here because I've never spoken to any of my designers. <laughs> haven't haven't got that sad. far yet. <laughs> yeah, it is sad. It is really sad. But I also think, like, with my current job, I think, um, I don't know. It, it's it's the culture of the company. I think the expectation is like you have to do it yourself. Like, you if you want to talk to the designers, and you go talk to the designers. Mm -hmm. It's not you, you know. You know, nobody's gonna give you an introduction or anything like that. Mm -hmm. oh. and I'm not that kind of person, so therefore, I just end up never talking to anybody. That's one thing I realized too. Like, when do you know it is okay to talk to another team? Because, yeah, exactly. Because I really want to connect with like the the developers who designed it. The controls, like who actually code them, and then give them some I don't know feedback or just talk to them, right? Trying to understand what they're doing and how how my design can affect them and how they can affect my design. But sometimes I feel like I shouldn't talk to them because it it might like trigger something like politics or like their manager might think, oh, "Why are you talking to my team?" <laughs> Yeah, I, I I feel the same way. I actually uh, the other day just asked the product manager on another team if I could join their their uh, their agile ceremonies like sprint planning and stuff, mm -hmm. so that I could see what they're working on. Mm -hmm. And like I they already have a a team lead, so it's not like I'm gonna take somebody's job away from them. But it's just it's just more like putting my face there and mm -hmm. so people know who I am like there are so many people that I, I I've been there for four months now I think I don't know anybody's name it's ridiculous so did, what did they say she said it was it was it was fine and she's like I, I totally understand because my first nine months here were the same like it was the same thing that you're experiencing now like where you you don't you don't feel like you're not doing anything mm -hmm. so I think for you I think you should just uh you could you you could talk to these people these people's boss and be like hey I want to you know understand things from you know your point of view so is it okay if I I talk to you and your team and then just you know approach it with like with not you know without trying to be bossy like you know make yeah, sure they understand I don't know how to I don't know how to say it so that it doesn't sound bossy or like demanding or like they will interpret it in another way. Oh, yeah. I think you just, you kind of get around that by telling them your goal of what, why you're talking to them. Mm. Like, I want to talk to you because I want to understand this. Mm. Or like, people love ask, being asked their opinion of things. So you can also say that. You can be like, I want your opinion on this thing. Mm -hmm. And then people will love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think just always get the blessing from the higher ups that you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 
I, I generally don't like people just jump into you. So every every development team at my workplace do their daily stand-ups. And I hate it when the higher up will just all of a sudden appear in your stand-up. And people <laughs> are like, what are they doing here? <laughs> are they here to monitor our stand-up? What, what, what's their intention? So that people start thinking about all these things, right? Mm. And then people get paranoid and the rumor starts to flow around. And that's when you know politics, politics goes to shit. Yeah, I think I think as long as you try to be as transparent as possible and allow people to understand what your intentions are, then I think you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carmen, be more bossy. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. Bring your mom voice to to the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Should we wrap it up? It's getting late. Okay. Mm. It's always nice talking to you, Wendy. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me as your guest on your show. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like a show today, though. I feel like, yeah, just, I feel like we're just, just chatting, chatting right? Yeah. yeah. It's good. I like it. Let's do this more often. You're our yeah. own sponsor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. I'm not giving you guys any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we lost our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was good. It was good. So let, let's do this more often. And um, yeah, any any new updates, let us know. And uh, we'll do another episode like this. Okay, for sure. Cool. All right. Yeah. Have a good rest of your weekend. You too, too. Wendy. Thank okay. you. More Bye. 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 Thanks, everyone, for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us some feedback so we can make the podcast more enjoyable for you. Tune in next week for more on it.